it's just me. So welcome to AFL Deep Dive episode three. So yesterday things got a little bit loose. We <laughs> we recorded about 85 minutes. So we went just, just slightly over time. Um, so I've had to split these two episodes up. So you would have seen in your feeds this morning, um, episode two, which does kind of end abruptly. Um, I ended at a team though, so it wasn't, um, wasn't too bad, but basically it, um, it just sort of ends and, and we couldn't get it done properly. So long story short, I've had to split them. Um, so I ended that last episode um, with North Melbourne. And then this is where we continue from Port Adelaide right through to the Western Bulldogs. So um, yeah, apologies for that, but that's, that's why we had to split it. I couldn't upload it at that size. And then you guys would have had to have been downloading a massive file in order to get it, in order to get it properly. So enjoy. This is um, right through from Port Adelaide to the Dogs. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Anyway, right. so moving on to Port Adelaide. So the other major mover with Essendon in the 2017 trade, trade period. So in Stephen Motlop, um, they also picked up Tom Rockliffe, and then they also picked up Jack Watts, as we said before. They lost uh, Brandon Archie, uh, they lost Impey, they lost Loeb, they lost uh, Tringrove, and a couple of other things, but there's not really too much else to, that was to go players. through. That, 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 that's the main things to talk about. I think Port are going to be right up there. Um, I've got them at 7th. So, again, I've got to sit down, as we said before, to go through the numbers. But I think, I think they did as well as anyone in the trade period. I think Rockliffe um, gets the contested possessions right up there. It frees up. A number of people in the midfield to be able to go forward more. It, it allows um, just more diversity through yeah. the team. Allows a lot of swing action. Absolutely. Like um, Trevor and I was speaking off air after the episode last week. I think it was. And what the uh, recruiters at Port Adelaide have done extremely well is fill their lists. They can rotate through all the areas yeah. with these guys. So, yeah, people go, oh, Jack Watson, not going to game. But what if an injured, what if they get injured? The They've thing. got so much depth yeah. and they can rotate And Watts can swing as well. Your like grey, your so many grey winger, Motlop, uh, Watts, um, Rockcliffe, uh, Boak. These guys can yeah, not Boke only, well, yeah. they not only can play mid or forward, they can play half back. Yeah, exactly. This a lot, a bunch lots of, of swings. Lots hey. and lots of options. So They're a good side now. I wow. think, it, while it might take a few, the first six to eight weeks to adjust if they do need to bring in some of these new Yeah, guys. well, some of them are going to get but used to the game the plans and of, coaches and instructions, year, but yeah. Like, even with heavy injuries, listen, unless it's your key, key player, Port Adelaide can cover every every loss. I, I I've got at, at the top of my head, they're top four for me this year. Um, I'll get I think, them right up. There I can't again, see them yeah. losing a game to anyone but Adelaide at home, and they travel well. They, I think they might beat they've got they? a lot to prove. They've got a lot to prove. They uh, probably should have made a grand final four years ago. Um, oh, that horse and then that, and and I think they're just starting to realise how to to rebuild and recover, um, and they have got some. Unbelievable personnel at their at their uh, back and call now, and yeah, uh, for every other team out there, look out. Yeah, they're going to be they're they're a very serious team. I mean, for for this for this season to go wrong with Port Adelaide, 
there'd have to be either a game plan that's been introduced that's just absolutely excuse me I'm just going to open a beer that the um that, that you know the, the team just has absolutely no idea how to execute a game plan or there would have to be a, you know just a ridiculous stuff up yeah, yeah. I, I, I'd be shocked if they're not going to be right up there you know they've got such a such an incredible list. Um, they they have no excuses this year. I mean, they they should not have lost that game last year to West Coast. That ridiculous game that went to two time ons, um, that was absurd. But you know, for 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 there to be a stuff up this year with Port, something pretty outrageous would have to happen. Absolutely. So that that's the way we look at it. Yeah. Um. So going into the Tigers, rating so, premiums, transmit for the first time in my entire life, we're coming into a season. Ahead. Well, ahead normally it's like oh Christ what, what are we going to stuff up this year where are we going to finish ninth or 10th so we lost pick 20 we lost pick 25 and pick 53 sorry in I'm reading the wrong line sorry about that in picks 20 25 53 out picks 15 52 and then a third rounder so we didn't really do um, we didn't really do that much, but um, sorry, Smitty. Sorry, just had this, a look at the JLT score from tonight, and uh, which means a lot, though. Well, it doesn't. We don't mean, think it means a lot, but it's interesting to note that uh, regardless, yeah. Richmond have smashed both the teams they played. Um, they we won, won by, by seventy points. Just a lazy um, so, couple, so more than 20 goals they have won by in the two JLT games. I think that's a point that uh, Dimmer, who also got a nice three year, contract, three year contract, yeah. No, it's good. I mean, look, all, all this, I mean, look, all praise, all the all, hard yakka and shit that he had to go through. Thinking, yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm the first to come out and I'm happy to admit it whenever I'm wrong and I, I was wrong mm. on Dimmer. I mean, but at the same time, what I'm not. Not one has to understand. I guess the you know teams, you know teams that have suffered. <laughs> no, but Melbourne team, Melbourne yeah. fans would understand. I think there are some other clubs now in that same group, St. and Kilda. I think St Kilda and up before twenty sixteen the Dogs as well. And you know, the, yeah, you know, like the the reality is like we stuffed up so many times. We make the wrong decision with coaches so many times. You know, Terry Watt, uh, Terry Watt, oh, <laughs> the herbs and spice man, the herbs and spice, um, too much of it. Oh God, I saw a, I saw a preview of the Geelong thing with him today, and Cody's cooked. Um, anyway, but yeah, look, I, I we just made the wrong call so many times. So it was it was just like Christ, what is going on? So We're so this, close. You have a guy Stuff keeps going Tampley? wrong. Like Tampley? No, we picked up Franklin. We got Franklin in the draft. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway, and spices. <laughs> but look, I think yeah. Look, I, the, the reality with Richmond is there's no way you can look at it and not think they're going to be better. Like, Martin should be better. Rance should be better. Cochin definitely should be better. Yep. Or, or all of them should be at least as good. The main thing with the Richmond for me... confidence of their... Playing B and C They're all going to go, we can do it. Yeah. The big thing for me, and I said this to so many people, whenever you... Uh, this is a new experience for me. <laughs> but when you win the flag, people ask you over the off-season, how do you reckon you're going to go next year? And usually as a Richmond supporter, it's like, oh... You know, what round am I going to put my membership in the microwave? But <laughs> when th- am I this going to pull year, out a noose? Exactly. Well, or, you know, when am I going to... But, you know, but that's the thing. I think, you know, I, but, but, but the, the main thing I'm getting to is that with, with this year, the big thing for me is can the coaching group come up with the scenario? I think the pressure's on the coaching group as much yeah. as the players, if not more. Because when you win a flag... The reality is going into the next year, you're the hunted. 
people are going to come after you the same way you did, you know, that whole year. Obviously, people hunted us. But the reality is, like, there's, you know, people know our game plan now. They know our tricks. They know what's going on. They know what's going to happen. They know where players are going to go. Everything gets exposed. We played the most games with Adelaide last year. So people saw so much of us. So if, if there are some slight and interesting game plan changes, different zones, different structures, different things that are going to work, then yeah, we're going to be absolutely right up there. But that's going to have to be reinvented. We can't just mm. come out, apply the same pressure, do all the same tricks. No. It's not going to work. Absolutely. It just won't work. And while the old saying weeks long time of footy is true I don't think too many people have forgotten Hawthorne in 09 no exactly yeah they thought what they did in 08 could do it again in 09 and didn't work yeah. didn't work so what's happening with it's happening with a number of clubs. clubs yeah it's not um, an unusual thing so we've, we've got to come out and that's the thing that's what's so ridiculous about Clarko like I think the reality is people, there's been all these dynasties. Like since, you know, 2007 to 2017, you know, aside from Collingwood and, and the Dogs, you know, in Richmond, like so many of that period was just dominated by a few clubs. Like we yeah. had Sydney win multiples, we had Geelong win multiples, we had Hawthorne win multiples. Like it's so hard to keep doing that year in, year out. That's to his credit that, you know, Clarko was able to do that. But... Is Dimmer, you know, his, um, you know, his Real, Padawan, is he yeah. able to come out and do that again year and year? So we'll see. I personally think so. I think I it's possible, think... absolutely, but I have no idea. I mean, I, I, they're not showing much in the JLT. They're just smashing no. teams. They're not really kind of showing anything specific. But half the teams we played haven't really showed up. So I don't know. Didn't lose. Didn't really lose. Too much. hard to know. Didn't really lose. We much. haven't lost anything. We've only. It even says that on the on the on the website. On the website, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I think... lost not much. <laughs> I think, I, look, I think I think we're just going to be better and better this year. Yeah. Um, but we'll definitely be as good. But the big thing is the game plan. If we, if we And the reality is I think we've got some excellent pillars with, um, you know, obviously, Rewald, Cochin, and basically Dustin Martin, and um, Rance. All the teams mm. that were competitors. Well, yeah, I mean, we were lucky not to play GWS in the finals because we, we did, we lost to them, we lost to them closely. Oh, yeah, but you, we'll make see, your own, you, know, you make your own luck. But who knows? Finals. Yeah, exactly, and that's who knows. It is who you play, and, and is, you know who knows. So, but yeah. anyway, we we reckon Richmond are going to be right up there again. I, I think they're going to be top four. Yeah, um, I'd be surprised if they're not. So, we're going to move into St Kilda. So Saints, um, not really a lot happened. So they picked up Logan Austin, um, and then they got some really low picks. They didn't really lose anything and either. Unfortunately so. for me, I don't think much is going to happen this year either. No, I, I, as not, much as I would love to, I'd see, love again, the Saints to win a flag. Imagine that but I, I, Dogs Richmond Saints flags three years in a row. That would well, be the AFL would be doing cartwheels down it Docklands. Ain't going to happen. There's more chance of St Kilda winning a wooden spoon again than they are winning a flag. Sorry if you're a passionate Saints supporter, but the biggest loss I don't know about that yeah oh flag this year oh, not flag well I don't know no, but, I don't, I, I'm not saying they're going to win I said the either. same thing I said they're not going but then all like that's the thing the problem with St Kilda is again there's so many unknowns McCartan like if he turns around and turns out to be a freak and finally gets over he would have all to the injuries that he's had he's going to be reincarnated of Tony Lockett and Nick Rewild uh, not, not to say he couldn't. <laughs> hey, maybe, 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 but probably not. But, but yeah. I mean, they've already Unlikely. got they've already got a couple of niggles and injuries, and but I just 
those big outs retirements of Joey Montagna and and Rewalt as well they're just they're almost irreplaceable almost irreplaceable I think they're going to be super competitive and again I throw them in that uh, Melbourne Hawthorne of of, yeah if they get on a good run they could win 8, 9, 10 games in a row and that should see them play finals yeah can they get past those the top four which I'll talk about next week I don't know but again that's the beauty about this game I just don't see them improving I just don't see them getting any 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 better I just don't see I see them finishing about the same as what they did last year it's more about consistency than anything else for St. Kilda but they've got such a young side though so if they they could pick up a Sloan I mean that that would seriously really start to change it that would bolster up their midfield a lot imagine they got Sloan and Lynch that would just completely turn their side into amazing. Like, it would pretty much... Yeah, they're missing an out-and-out superstar. That is all they're missing. Well, they need an out-and-out superstar in the middle and the back. I actually think if they can get McCartan right and a couple of other things up forward, they might yeah. be okay up forward. They've got Josh Bruce. They've got a uh, couple of other options. Oh, yeah. yeah Car- but Carlisle's a... Oh, anyway. Yeah. I agree. The, if they can get... One Carlisle, is Carlisle going to play in the next premiership? Yeah. Maybe. He's got, he's got years in front of him. He's young. Hopefully. But, Stays um, off the Snapchat. Yeah, but look, plenty of upside for for them. Uh, it's just whether uh, they can beat that a little bit better than so many other clubs uh, this year because uh, it's going to be super tight season like yeah. last year. So um, probably didn't bring enough in from last year and probably lost a little bit too much with experience uh, for me to. Really think that they are going to be uh, a big threat um, come finals time. Yeah, I think that's the big thing with St Kilda. Is I, I just think they're going to be about the middle. But look, you know, there's always a mover pretty much every year, and maybe yeah. it is St Kilda. Yeah, maybe there's a whole lot of the young kids that we just have barely seen that are going to turn out to be jokers. That's the thing. It's so hard to know. St Kilda are one of the most unknown teams this year, but I think they're probably going to, if I had to bet. I think they're going to be about the middle again. Yeah, agree. I agree. Slightly out of the eight, but yeah, look, you know, if they sneak in the eight, if they snuck into the eight and then they won a final and then lost the next week, that would be an amazing result. But I, I, I think it's more likely they're going to finish 10th or something along those lines. Yeah. Into Sydney Swans, which... Just before we do that, got a lot of people, got a lot of teams finishing 10th at the moment. <laughs> this is the thing. Like, <laughs> once we actually but, write yeah. down this damn ladder, it's going to be pretty hard to uh, hard. get it on paper. Yeah. But anyway. Interesting. All right. So this 20s. The fate of this team has changed today. Oh, yeah. So if we had done this podcast... Two minutes ago. Last night. Two hours ago. Yeah, well, uh, we'd probably be talking a little bit different. I think well, I think that it clearly changes it. So no if rucks. you guys haven't caught up on the news, so Naismith did his ACL today. He is out for a year. And they traded Nan Curvis to Richmond. Premiership player. Premiership player. And Kurt Tippett... Retired, famously. Died. So... Oh, oh. oh well, not really. And... Um, he got arrested for robbery. Did something wrong, but we gave him... No, a he stole 800 grand from the Swans. <laughs> no, no, I shouldn't say that. He's actually a really nice guy. We met him in Sydney. We were out there a couple of times. He's a cool guy. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Like, the pressure of this poor guy. Like... You know, like it's not like he. You know, like, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. anyway but um, and then, but again, like, I'm I'm not willing to write them off after no. last year. And not with so you know, many a other top, years. A top three player in, in the league. If you've got a Franklin, he's you know. But as we said last week, AFL is not like the NBA. You could take LeBron James out of the the Cavaliers and you could put him on a on a 
you know, bottom rung team, and there's five people on the court. You put a freak in there. Five per team, so ten. Just so for those who don't follow. No, no, no. But so five on the court, and it's a much smaller area, so one player can dominate so much more. Absolutely dominate. He can come on and kick. It's the equivalent of someone kicking twenty goals in an AFL game, nearly like or fifteen goals. Like it's just a crazy thing. And obviously in AFL, you can't do that week in week out. But uh, you know, Franklin does still make a massive difference, even when you factor in the fact of you know what AFL is and and you know how many options they get and yeah. so on and so forth. He's a freak. You know, Franklin's one of the best players of you know clearly of the modern era. But you know, they they've still got a pretty good midfield. Thanks. You know, they've got they've got um, you know Kennedy. They've got all these other options, Hanabry and all these sort of players. But for me personally, though, I, don't know. I think like, this is I'd... the one big team from the last few years. That's probably going to slide down the line. I feel like a slide's Just, coming. Yeah, I don't know if they've got the pace in that enough players with pace. Being a Holland supporter, I've seen the demise yeah. of my club because we didn't have the pace there, or players that had the pace weren't skillful enough when they got the ball. Yeah. Um, so while on paper the names of the Sydney team are amazing, um, there'll be a lot of all all. Um, they call Hall of Famers, um, yeah, and what I mean, Kennedy, Kennedy's a joke. Do they have enough outside run to go with your um, younger teams um, that are coming through? Your your, your Giants, um, who has Port Adelaide are going to be fast. Essendon, Essendon are going to be super quick, and, and, and that's my only concern. Yeah, if they can hold on to the ball um, and play keeping off, absolutely. Yeah. But without Ruck, I don't know. I, how I, do they I get really that, how do they get that first ball? How do they get first touch of the ball anymore? Yeah, and I think last year the thing that was really showing with with Sydney was Rampy and Heaney came out of that side and holy hell. Yeah. You, it was like a, a you know, like a Jenga. You just pulled two bottom pieces out and holy shit, that tower looks looks no good. Like it just looked shaky as. And, and even though even though, you know, Buddy's still a joke. But that's you can't thing. have him being up and the field. And that's what we were saying before. If you want him to win games, if you exactly. want them to win games, you want him kicking goals. To, he, that's the thing. That's where they, that's why they got him up there. They need him to kick. You know, they need to boot. And he's one of those rare forwards that you can put up forward, and you pretty much guaranteed he's going to play very well. So I, I don't know. I, I actually have Sydney. It's hard because I, I think I still think they're going to make the eight, but they, only they, just, only just. And I and I agree. Just because of the amount of games they play, the SCG, which they dominate at, they don't fear the Giants. They don't fear Adelaide. Well, yeah, they but, might. They might once we get into the season. Yeah, they might, and this is true. Um, yeah. But um, I, yeah, I but if know. you're listening out there, bud, do an amplet, mate. Come back to Hawthorne. <laughs> don't think that's <laughs> that is not going to happen. No, I think there'd be better chance from going, yeah, look, going somewhere else. But look, I, that well, you know, unfor- unfortunate set of circumstances. Um, interesting, it had it been the other way around, had this injury to Nankervis, yeah, Nank- happened. Uh, Nate, so so Nate Smith, Nate Smith. Um, so happened similar. early in the year. Would Tippett have retired? Well, this is. I mean, there's two aspects to this. And can so, he come out of retirement because he's still on their list and playing? No, no. Why not? I think it's already been filed. But at retirement, can come out of retirement. He's still under the um, salary cap. His body was cooked. I don't think he was going to. But he could, play. in theory. I don't. Yeah. If, if you know the answer, to that uh, tweet us. Yeah, um, let us know. I actually don't know because it's one of those things that I don't know both it's... Sydney and Hawthorne yeah. um, have got two players that retired after player um, list was submitted to the AFL. You mean Vickery? Um, Vic, yeah. Getting back? 
Well, well I, I, captain, I personally captain, he, no, no, no offense to the man himself. I don't know him personally, but he did not suit the Hawthorne way of playing football. And, Vickers, yeah, Vickers he didn't suit any AFL. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. We got him. We trade him. We win a flag. <laughs> wow, we and we don't play finals. Yeah, that's the thing. Vickery curse. Vickery curse. Um, but anyway, so look, anyway. in terms of Sydney, I think the one thing, other thing I want to... still going to be hard to beat. They should be, but because they've, they've got enough quality players. But I tell you what, a couple of injuries, and I really... I mean, mm. I my um wife goes for Sydney, and we were watching last year, the first six games they lost, and she's you know she follows AFL, but not heavily, and she was like, what is going on? And, and the clear thing... Early on, even two or three games in, was just wow. They really miss Heaney, and then as it kept going, it was like wow. They really miss Rampy as well. Like yeah. these two players were so key to that side. And you know, the the, the thing I'm going to want to you know sort of go into now is that you know we're talking about before with big contracts. You know, there was a. I'm certain this was recent. It was in the off season, but there was a discussion with Teddy Richards on the, on the radio, and he was saying that you know this buddy deal hasn't actually cooked Sydney. And he was saying it in a way of, you know, because he, he has to be. And that's partly why we do this podcast, because we have no consequence at all. Yeah, he has to be But he's got consequences. He can't come out and say, but he's cooked it. Stuffed. And if, if, if we think that, I'm more than happy to say that. Right. We, we have zero. I, I actually think... We it, both, I, I actually, we both think it's going to do it. Yeah, but at the same... Well, yeah, I mean, look, there's... Not for Buddy. The, the Sydney thing is a hard one with Buddy, because, like, one element, yes, I get it. I get that argument of him bringing in massive marketing dollars. But we're playing for premierships. And the money you can make from a flag is enormous. And how do you financially factor a dollar value to young kids in Sydney seeing the team win a premiership and thinking, oh, I want to go for that club? And we're talking about a state Generations that, it sets up. Yeah, and Look, we're that, talking that about dogs a win has reset up generations of kids in the West. Absolutely. Going for that team and, and not switching because we're talking about a state that is still heavily dominated by. And we NRL. live there, trust me. It's it will, but not, but not even necessarily that. They don't give a and shit about sport or sport. But yeah. they don't. But like so much, that's a thing. Like people in Sydney, there is this. It's a five million city. It's a little bit bigger than Melbourne. It's only by a few hundred mm. thousand. But it's it's this. Like you got to understand. Like it's it's almost the reverse of Melbourne. Mel, if you haven't yeah, the lived there, out. Melbourne is it, there's just so much other stuff to do outside, and in yeah. Melbourne, you know, like in Melbourne, AFL is a religion. Whereas the, you know, sport in general, there would be two million people minimum in Sydney that do not watch sport even remotely on a regular basis. Yeah, don't and that is, is. A, that is a lot of people that have no interest in sport, let alone AFL. There is just not the coverage there. And it's much more split. There's some AFL, there's some union, there's some league. I mean, soccer's huge there as well. Yeah, that's the thing. When the A League team seems to have done all right, but yeah. look, I think yeah, but I think the thing with the thing with this contract with Buddy is that you know Heaney goes out and they struggle to the nines because they just don't have a backup guy that can come in. They haven't developed it because they, their cap is so tight, tight up on this yeah. one player. And they haven't been able to, to recruit and do what they've been wanting to do. And I tell you what, for Sydney to turn around after the buddy deal and turn out to be jokers, for me, this this hunter, you know, region of, of players that, you know, Eddie's constantly cracking it about that Sydney are able to get players out of, that that um, catchment is going to have to be unbelievable in order for Sydney to, to turn around yeah. and be an incredible team. I mean, even, even the thing that shocked me, and I said this on our Twitter, was that um, I'm surprised they re-signed Jared McVeigh. Like there was all this yeah, talk man. that Jared McVeigh was going, 
And he's, what is he, 30? He's got to be he's like be 33, 59 now. And Ed's, I was like, Eddie's, sure. Eddie's age? Eddie McGuire's Older? Age? Seems like it. He's but got I, less hair than Eddie. Yeah, I mean, I think I think the thing for me is like, oh, I, I just, I really worry about Sydney, but I, I, I hope I'm not wrong because I really like watching them. I think Isaac Kenny's such an exciting player. I think they've got... Oh, they've got... They got a bunch of exciting young Heaney players. Mitchell Buddy. was a massive out for them, and I think that that that, that hurt them a bit. I think they, they really wanted to keep Tom Mitchell, but yeah. anyway, it is what it is. I've still got Sydney. I've got Sydney they in the got eight. I've got them at eight. So that midfield is still frightening for most clubs. But the, pro- the the problem with AFL, and this is where it differs to to NBA as an example, and we just give it as an example. Oh yeah, a lot of other sports. I guess I guess you can look at it. Size of the ground. You can look at it at NFL as well. Like you've got an incredible quarterback, it, it it does shift a team. Oh yeah. Whereas the reality with AFL is that a great midfield, great, but if the forwards can't the look. Look at Carlton Colin. over the last couple of years. They've had a decent midfield. Colin they get it down forward, and the bloody guys don't know what to do with it. Yeah. So look anyway, we'll we'll, we'll move on. But I think I think that the, the thing with with Sydney is that. You know, I worry that, that that massive contract, going back to what we were talking about at the start of the episode, has has hampered them a bit. I, I really do worry about that. For future but development, yeah. We'll, we'll go into... And, and look, we, we wanted to talk about it tonight, but there's no way we're going to get into it tonight. But the other thing was, I think next week, or we might record a bonus episode or something, but we'll go into the mid-season trade um, because I think this is... The, the, you know, what's going on with Sydney now is a classic example of why the mid-season trade, in yeah. our opinion, works. And I, like we might be much more amicable towards it because we've seen it in other sports that we follow and we see how it can work. work yeah. So I think it absolutely could work in, in, in AFL. They've just got to get it right. And yeah, if it's not next week, so. um, at some point... We'll do it soon. We're going to do some bonus um, podcasts as well, and, so. and whatnot um, for some of our subscribers. On Patreon on as well. Patreon, so, yeah. yeah. So we'll talk about but that we'll, next week. We'll go through that. And yeah, as time builds and as the, uh, hopefully as the podcast keeps going, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll definitely do that sort of stuff. So right. I think we've we'll um, talked enough about Sydney. Sydney, yeah. But I, but we did. it was good to kind of, you know, jump yeah. into that contract side of it because I think that they are a great example with the Tivit and the Buddy deal. So. Yeah, and they, no flags. West Coast, and that's it, yeah. West Coast Eagles um, didn't do really a lot. I mean, they, they got in Brent, uh, Brandon Archie. He's a good player. Um... But, yeah, they really kind of swapped picks around. They kind yeah. of just shuffled the, the and, cards at the table. And I think... They got some good picks for the 2018 draft. And I think, again... 21 and 26. Yeah. And, look, good on for just realising that they didn't really understand where they were last year. Yeah, yeah. They, they overcapitalised. But they and we, okay, let's to it like... Change, all right, we yeah. need to move really quickly on this. Um, but and I don't think we even mentioned it. Um, when we talked about Freya last week, oh, it's so they're, hard. they're, gonna be, they're starting at a new ground. Yeah. So I actually don't know how they're really going to play point. that. Yeah, I haven't seen that discussed at all. If, yeah, and it's massive. Looks I was great, by the way. I was in Perth um, in August last year when it was just about finished. And it looks fantastic. Yeah, it, looks it really does. Yeah, and it it's going to be great if, like, for people in Perth. If you've never been there, it, it, there's a train line straight to the ground. Yeah, it's, it's pretty been it's very well close designed and stuff like that. Done smart. But more importantly, if either of these two clubs go deep into the finals and they have to play at the MCG it's going to be massively beneficial from my understanding I haven't looked at the specs properly but I think from some articles I read last year it is almost exactly or very close to MCG dimensions yeah which is huge so they're actually going to have to change their game plan based on the dimensions of the ground so it's not as narrow so 
we might actually see West Coast in particular um, actually not get better. Well, they break their hoodoo at the MCG because we all know well, anyone who's watched a game in Melbourne, West Coast can win at Etihad, but they can't. Do they it just at don't the win at the G. Yeah, everyone used to think it was finals, but it's more in that 2015 grand no, final. Yeah, but it's more more importantly they the the style of play that they had been accustomed to playing at home yeah. doesn't um, replicate on the the wider um, MCG, which is ultimately. Yes, down the years we may play finals here, there, and everywhere, but for I think that's for next, away, yeah, well, it's, a, it's actually grand finals can be G. So twenty thirty five, I think. Yeah, so if you want to win a flag, until flag, you're going to have to win at the MCG. But that's just the reality. That's where the sport started. It's not like the NFL where it's it's a properly you know countrywide sport. I mean, let's be honest. Like AFL is big in the southern states. It's well, not, it grew out of VFL. You know, that, yeah. yeah. Anyway, but look, uh, the thing. So for West Coast, for me. Um, up forward, my big problem is they are dominated by Kennedy. I mean, I think Kennedy's a great player. You know, he... I think the top three in the Coleman, I'd be shocked if someone... Or someone could slip into it, but I think it's going to be Kennedy, um, Buddy, and um, Danaher. Yeah, I think they're going to be the three. Uh, maybe a Jesse Hogan if he really, really lights it up. Maybe he could be fourth. Um, but anyway, in terms, in terms of West Coast, yeah. So, your darlings... Be great if he'd stop choking. That 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 would be great. Like yeah. I mean, there's a number of these guys up forward. Your Lacras, but again, far out. Like, like some the of these players, are just choke, choke, choke every single time. Big it games. gets big games. I I know this is harsh, and I, I know you know people will say, oh, you know, this sort of stuff. You know, AFL players, they don't want to hear this. I mean, they're probably not listening anyway. But uh, maybe we should say it while while hardly anyone's listening. Yeah. But I mean, the big thing for me is like stop. Like they've they've got to perform under pressure. These guys. Yeah, especially now because like the last team we talked about, Sydney, they've got no rucks to start the year. Nanui yeah. is not going to be there. Limp, the year limping by the to season two. And one they've just. Um, Vardy just... Oh, yeah, that's the other thing that happened today. So if you guys haven't seen, Vardy is out for, I think, four to six. So They've said to Nathan Vardy, which they picked up from Geelong. So so they've really got to go 50-50 in that ledger in the first month. 2-2. Yeah, I mean, Otherwise, if they're zip four, and they've got to win games away from... Yeah. And then try and get those two... I mean, think about when was the last time we saw Nick Nat out in the field? It's a long, yes, yeah. long time. So, yes, he's super athletic and he's got everything you need in an AFL football, but conditioning is everything. It could take him the best part of three months before he gets up to speed with playing at AFL level. Who yeah. knows? But, I mean, he's a freak, so he could probably... Hopefully. Do I mean, the, the other thing, too, is for me is they that... They clone him. Mm. Three. I robot. <laughs> I think the thing for me with with West Coast though is that you know with the two stalwarts coming out of that midfield, I mean Yo and Gaff have to lift. Like we've got to see those two consistently. Consistently. That, that be... I mean, I really, I really, I really rate Yo. I think he's a great player, and I think I think Gaff's a good player yep. as well. Hopefully, they keep him because he's out of contract as well. I'm surprised that he doesn't get talked about much. Gaff's out of contract. And yeah, there was one Hollywood person... Hollywood's in Kilda. There's been a number of teams that are apparently was keen it? on him. It was there's been the, a little bit of noise. One but of the Channel 7 reporters I mean, I think he's not far behind a Lynch and a Mc... Sloan deal. I think he's, he's third in that kind of race of big players that are out of contract. Yeah. But anyway, look, those guys have to lift. Their backline's not bad, but again, it's, it's got to get more consistent. Um, you know, I think the answer with Jetta is to play him back. 
Um, yep. You know, you, there was a lot of people back. talking about, oh, no, nah, playing forward. No. He kicked a goal from 55 metres in the JLT, but yeah, I don't care. No. Mate. He, he, he's got to play a, a Jason Johansson type of role, which yeah. we'll get into next. And the forward line's not the Off issue of West mate. Coast. They've got, they can score. Well, in normal games, <laughs> they rely so heavily on Kennedy in finals. But anyway, that, that, that is what it is. So hopefully those guys can develop. I think West Coast... Are going to, again, I know it sounds like we're all saying the same thing with some of these teams, but I think West Coast are going to be about the middle-ish. But I'd be surprised. If I'd be shocked if they make the eight. Um, I think they're going to be at the bottom end of that middle. Yeah. I, I see them probably finishing 10th or 11th, to be yeah, honest. Um, they're probably, re- yeah. They've got some great players, but I tell you what, how they, how do you fit them? Like, yeah. where, where, do you, so where many, do you put uh, them? There's uh, just too many teams. teams yeah, on paper, like, they're, they're not. Someone's got to lose. And <laughs> just the reality is I don't see yeah, that yeah. happening. So Two Brownlow medalists out of that team makes it hard. <laughs> it's a lot of experience out. And that's the thing. It's going to take time to adjust, and I think they're in a yeah. rebuild. But they've actually got some good picks moving forward they can use for the 2018 draft. They've got pick 13, so that could be a freak. All right, doggies. Western Wolf, Bulldogs. Wolf. So, another really good performer, um, generally speaking, in the trade period. Probably the third best um, behind Port and Essendon. Yeah. So, in uh, Hayden Crozier, who's a good player. Uh, they got Josh Shackey, who, when was they... Pick number one or pick two a couple uh, of years ago? I think he was actually picked two, but, I'm going to say. But highly touted. Well, I mean, look, he was, you know, obviously, like, we barely saw him at, at, at Brisbane. There was a whole lot of issues. We won't bother going into that um, now. But... Google a picture of Josh Shackey now. So, that when they drafted him, they not drafted him, when they traded him into the club in um, October of um, 2017, he looks like a, a, like a two-year-old kid. looks like a baby, basically. Yeah. His arms look like spaghetti. But then now, he actually looks ripped. Like, it looks like they've actually got him going. Um, you know, he looks like he means business. He's a lot happier being in Melbourne. He's a Melbourne boy. He's back with his family. So when you're a young kid, you know, you can, I, I get it, you know, he wants to be back around his family and I all pers- that sort of stuff, get I, around him, as they yeah. say, I pers- get around him. Yeah, I personally think the Doggies have found the answer to their long-term forward issues. I think he is going to be what well, Brisbane he picked him be. he could be a replacement for Stringer. He could be that Stringer replacement. Yeah, they also... I personally think he's going to be a star. Yeah, so they also picked up Jackson Trengrove um, and then they lost um, Jake Stringer. So um, they for nothing basically. Yeah, well, it's interesting. So the dogs wanted uh, pick eleven for Stringer from Essendon, mm. but then um, Adrian Diodoro was 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 quite smart. Didn't blink. Um, he used that eleven actually to get Devin Smith. Yeah. So that was an interesting, really really good play. That was probably one of the more interesting things but, they ever trade. But they were able um, to get Shacky, and I think. But they got Shacky. I mean, they for look, long three term. solid, four really solid players. I mean, Jackson Tringo, you know. Yeah. Can be anything. Could be good. Could be anything. We don't yeah. know. He didn't don't get, a, didn't get enough tell. opportunities at Port. At Port, yeah. yeah so, but yeah, up uh, uh, these one of the teams. Uh, they straight into the eight for me. Yeah, they actually have pick nine. Pick nine in twenty eighteen. No, that was, Joker. No, oh, was that last year? Yeah, that was last. year. Oh, sorry, they'd used that right. Yeah, yeah. So but they, any, but the, I mean, but yeah, look, they yeah they've got twenty eight actually. Interesting. Yeah, look, uh, look, the dogs. Hard to know. They've still got a really good list. And um, we really don't know how much the Stringer 
Which dogs are we going to see? Yeah. Six down or seven? Did eight? Stringer have that much of an influence on some of these other players that didn't back up after the Premiership like we thought they would? And now that he's gone, not yeah. saying that he's a bad influence or this, but just the whole media scrutiny around the whole situation and, and all the other stuff that we're never going to know about until he retires, let's be honest, and who cares about Probably it? Probably not, yeah. It's, we're not here to talk about that. But do the, the Libbers and Dallas and all these other guys that didn't really have the seasons that people had hoped, do they come back from it? I th- hope they do. I think they will, especially now that um, Morris out for the year with an injury. Yeah. Bob Murphy gone. So th- they need to lift. And I think those players, in particular the two that I mentioned, Libba and Dalhouse, will actually lift. If Libba stops playing for Vietnam, I mean, I mean, if they can get him back at the dog, Western... Well, well, if over. anyone can remember what his old man was like, I think his old man might have had a couple of quiet words in his ear. You and, idiot. Uh, you idiot. You um, both so. Pull your thumb I'm going to take you to the West Gate if you don't yeah, improve. Pull your thumb out. <laughs> I'm going to get a ladder and get over that fence. Just get get down and get dirty and just do what you do best and let's get the hard ball. And They've got so many good players. Like yeah. they, they, I've, I've got them in the eight. I, I think they should be right fast, up there again. Fast. I think, you know, I saw a, a thing on SEN about, oh, well, the big luxury, you know, with, with Western Bulldogs is, you know, they're going to be able to throw... Um, Bottom belly forward and all that sort of stuff, but the reality is, like through 2017, they couldn't do that because the midfield was trash half the time. Mm. So you can only only have that luxury if the midfield is working. So if they can get that working, then yeah, Bont can go forward and dominate. But they they can't have. But it's why? Like, it's like who cares? Like, throw him in the middle, thirty just let touches him, let and him get rip a brown it. Exactly, especially if they've got a whole bunch of quality forwards. So, yeah. but they've got they've got a lot of swings. You know, I, I would have thought. Um, they're going to be right back up there again, and the coaching group's going to, you know, really figure out who goes where and some interesting game plans. And I'm sure Bebo's got a couple of good ideas, surely. So, yeah, look, I think the dogs are going to be up there. I think they're going to be up there again. Um, are they going to win the flag? I don't think so because I think there's going to be a few teams that are going to be better than them. I think there's a couple that have gone past them, but I, I, I mean, who yeah, knows? and for me, like lost too like, much experience to to probably push for another flag this year. Yeah, but who knows? I it's think AFL. that who knows? Yeah, and I think that look that with Bob Murphy, you know, you can't forget the the out that that's oh, going to be. Massive. He's a quality, um, you know, and then obviously um, we spoke about in the in the first episode as well. Dale Morris is out for it sounds like at least half the year. Yeah. So that that's the Huge. a lot of backline outs, a lot of maturity. It's like what we were saying about Geelong too, like Mackie out is a serious maturity out of your backline is always a, an issue. You yeah. know, like those more so quality, than any other areas. Yeah, I, I reckon it is. Like mature backliners. Like they because they, 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 they get it, the they game. know the positions, they know the angles, they know the zonings really well, they know what they're doing. It's it's oh, I don't know yeah but anyway look we both think the dogs are going to be right up there again yeah um you know they've they've got um some really really quality players um that that can you know and I think they rebound back surely do pretty a lot. pretty disappointing year after yeah, winning a flag especially back on for a flag like I'm, I mean I'm being a Richmond supporter like you know the the main thing I'm hoping for is is not something like that but I don't know I, look I think I think the dogs are going to be really 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 talented so that is it. We got through all the teams. Let's yeah, let's make and... sure there's no one starting with Z. But I'm pretty no, sure no, we got through. No, oh, no zebra, teams. zebra team. No teams. Um, the zebras. No, that. I'm the, talking about the, the zebras. Uh, the Tasmanian the zebras. zebras. No, that'd be that'd Port, be, good that'd be Port Adelaide. No, Port Melbourne, isn't it? They're the zebras. Why are they BFL? zebras? Are they? Yeah. No, anyway, we're no, not talking about they're BFL. the pigeons. Are they? Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Um, Who knows? Yeah. So that's that's we're episode there. two. We did it. 
And actually, we went a little bit longer. We went uh, for about episode, 70 minutes. Nearly a movie <laughs> we listened to. Uh, so if you made it this far, but it's Wednesday, you've done really Wednesday well. before a long weekend. So you've you got know, plenty of time. You can listen to half of it and listen to the other. On your long drive to wherever you're going. Wherever you're going, exactly. So you can follow us at AFL Deep Dive. So we're the same handle um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you rate us on any of the podcast platforms, that really helps. Um, so We are all... Basically, on we're all everywhere. The I dare, I dare you to come up with a platform. If you, if that you we're can not find on. a platform that we're not on, let us really, know. Really, really, uh, we'll jump off, on it as it, well. Yeah, if you can find something, because I, I, well, actually, no, don't maybe don't do it quite yet, because I'm I'm waiting on a couple to come in, but vast majority we're on. So, but if and on on any of the platforms, if you do rate us and review us, it does make a massive difference because then other people get to see the podcast. Um, and then by doing that, you know, they all rely on those analytics to, yeah. to push it up the and charts. If, so and if you've got any mates out there great. that you think would be interested yeah, in to a couple of bozos they like beer, If they like beer, <laughs> bozos, and balls. Footballs. Footballs. That's yeah. it. Just, Tick. Part, just let them know. Tick. Get it on. Tick. That's it. Well, that, that, that was the original name for the podcast. So. <laughs> yeah. And... We have been able to Hey? What's the subscriber thing again? What? Subscriptions. What subscriptions? For oh, us. Patreon. Is that what you're talking yeah, about? That's the one. Yeah, Patreon. I was like, what are you talking about? And <laughs> crack. Um, yeah, well, we've got a Patreon. So what we've done is we've set it up. Um, I'm, you know, I'm not massively expecting anyone very early, but as time goes on, we've set it up. And if you subscribe to it, we are going to do bonus episodes. So that's yeah, it, it's be. something in the future, but it's something that we're definitely going to if do. If you like so, it, get on board. Yeah, get on board, absolutely, because we that, that money goes towards, like, we've spent everything out of our own pocket. So, you know, we don't have any sponsors or anything like that. So that, that goes towards, you know, you know, changing a whole lot of stuff in terms of, you know, uh, paying habits. for everything and booze and, and, and then more booze. And continue to produce... <laughs> Terrible podcasts. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Bottle. Yeah, that's uh, episode two. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. guys. Cheers.